0: What's up, nerds? ESPN plus the ESPN.
1: You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment.
0: You you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop!
1: Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports.
2: The 8-9, the game. <laughs>
0: now. Broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks.
2: I'll ride with the Wolves. I'll run with the Wolves. I'll run with the Wolves.
0: And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
2: Hey, welcome in. Uh, welcome in to another day, to another edition, to a new week of the uh, started lineup here on 98.9 at the uh, Game ESPN Radio. How's everyone doing out there? How's everyone's brackets doing after this long weekend of basketball, long four days of uh, basketball? And of course, we'll break them all down and we'll hear and we'll share your pain with you. Your bracket is busted or nearly hanging on strings, potentially, <laughs> possibly. Eh, There's a lot of red marks on mine. Lots but, of red. But three out of the four final four teams are still alive. So I only have
3: two and I only have one of my championship teams.
2: Mm, yeah. Not a
3: whole lot of hope for me there.
2: Yeah, not a lot of hope. But uh, you
3: can follow along over on ESPN.
2: Yes, our little bracket challenge yes. uh, over there that you can follow along with uh, for sure. And uh, appreciate all those that uh, jumped in there and yeah. uh, joined and played along with us there. And uh, so we'll explore the NCAA tournament coming up here in a little bit. And also we'll hit up on some local sports. Not a lot to talk about there. A lot of rainouts and uh, postponements, cancellations uh, there from the weekend but We'll tell you about about those and we'll tell you about the schedule that is hopefully happening uh, today. It's bright and sunny out there today, so hopefully you'll get those uh, games in. And we'll hit up on uh, the rest of the national sports this weekend: NBA, NHL, also the World Baseball Classic semifinals as uh, USA advances on. We'll definitely hit up on uh, that, and of course we'll get it to uh, NASCAR and the NASCAR pick 'em as well. And it's the post weekend, so we. Got got to get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well. Lots to choose from uh, from the uh, NCAA tournament. What made the list? Well, stick around and uh, find out. And uh, whatever don't get to here in the Trash Hour, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion. Of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. And, of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Stingley Insurance Agency, What Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and a teatoplas estate bank and uh without further ado here we got lots to uh, hit up on on a a post weekend of course monday a busy show so uh let's go ahead and uh, let's kick it off and uh, let's start it up with first things first
0: before we get into the show First things first,
2: and of course that's where we're starting, and that's where we started with the a tournament, a March of Madness, all sorts of action that happened on a Friday and this weekend, and of course the biggest story of a Friday was later in the evening, and that was it's happened again, only the second time it's ever happened, and that was a 16th seed pulling off the upset. We wondered. What would be the first number one yep. seed to go down? And uh, sure enough, it happened on a Friday that exact day as FDU, Fairley, Dickerson. Man, these guys listen to this show, they no do. doubt, because I didn't even talk about them because they don't even deserve to be here. Well, yeah. they show that they deserve to be there on Friday night, but taken down a Purdue, and it was 63 a 2 of a 58 was the final there. They wanted them. They did. They They said said it matched up well.
3: And they couldn't have been more right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I was uh, listening to the broadcast uh, a little bit there of uh, the coach for Fairleigh Dickerson said that after that got out, he kind of regretted saying that. Maybe put some bulletin board material for Purdue, but hey, when you you can talk the talk, talk it, because they walked the walk, and uh, that's what they did, and they ended up upsetting uh, Purdue. Big Ten champions represent us well once again as uh, Purdue falls here, only the second number one seed ever to fall to a 16 seed.
3: Yeah, 5 of 21 from 3 for Purdue.
2: Um,
3: that's not going to get it done, as we've talked about. Uh, you know, Edie obviously had a good game, but... Travis, 16 turnovers for Purdue in that game.
2: Yeah, uh, Fairly Dickerson did an awesome job on Edie. Yeah, Edie did have 21 points, and he had uh, 15 rebounds, but uh, they played him – about as well as you could have especially with the size discrepancy and Fraley Dickerson is actually one of the smaller teams in the uh, tournament so uh, from that aspect they did a phenomenal job and uh, more, you know he did make uh, 3 of 10 uh, 3 pointers but he was like a 20 or 30% uh, three-point shooter, maybe even worse than that, 20% three-point free uh, three yeah. point shooter, uh, but he ended up stepping up and hitting a couple of big shots uh, there. And uh, so I thought that uh, it just kind of looked like uh, Fairleigh Dickerson came to play, and uh, Purdue just thought that they get to show up and they get just rely on Edie, and Edie didn't even take a shot there in the last no. however many minutes. Uh, so he kind of disappeared there with the defense that they were uh, playing on him. And so it seemed like uh, uh, Purdue, they couldn't make their uh, three-pointers. They were fairly Dickerson just letting them shoot the three, and they were wide-open threes. They were daring them. And uh, they uh, were shooting them, but they weren't making them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Purdue ultimately falls in this one. So I uh, and, you know, you kind of hate to see it, right? No. No? <laughs>
3: no. I mean, I'm I'm going to ask it, Travis, and, mm-hmm. and you correct me if I'm wrong. Is this one bigger than Virginia when they went down?
2: Yeah, I see a lot of people saying that, that it was bigger than that. And you kind of say that, that uh, Fairleigh Diggers and David even win their conference tournament. So, mm-hmm. that's what makes it bigger.
3: But I only got into the tournament because, as you said, technicality. Got mm-hmm. them in. Yeah. I'm going to say it's not. And here's the reason why. The year Virginia went down, they were one of the clear top three teams of the year. They were the number one overall seed yeah, that year. This year in college basketball, we've talked about it. There hasn't really been anyone, as we saw over the weekend, there hasn't really been anyone stand out from the crowd as yeah, like no. the best team in college basketball this year. No. I don't even think you could say that there have been five teams that consistently all year have been the best because there hasn't been. There have been good teams that have gone good stretches at times. Yeah. I, I think Purdue may be in that argument of one of the better teams that have a good stretch, but no one's really dominated as we've seen no. like overall in general. So I, I just think that makes it a little bit of a less of a, of a knock against Purdue because let's be honest out of the ones they were the one that everyone was saying was going to get eliminated first right so it's is it shocking it was to a 16 yes however they were the weakest of the ones according to everyone we you know you kind of looked at and previewed and everything like that Mm -hmm. they were the weakest of the ones yeah So I would expect them to go out as the weakest of the ones.
2: Yeah, exactly. You just wouldn't expect it to be uh, to a 16 seed. And also, we're in the first four that had to uh, battle uh, through it, I believe, uh, there as well.
3: Which I think sometimes, by the way, can give you momentum.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think
3: it can give you momentum to be in that first four game to win that. You already have a win under your belt in the tournament. You already have that atmosphere of go or go home. Your players are used to it. And you're facing a team that hasn't felt that yet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that uh, last weekend, I don't want to say they're in the, the same boat, because uh, clearly, uh, Matt Painter has had great success there since 2005, taking over. He's went uh, to five Sweet 16s and won a league eight just in 2019, but his last three tournaments for Purdue, they have all gone down to a double-digit seats. Yeah. Uh, in a 2021, they were a four-seed. They lost to the number 13 seed, North Texas. Last year, they were in the Sweet 16, and they were upset by the fifteen seed St. Peter's, and then this year they lose as a number one to a sixteen seed. So his last three uh, tournament appearances for Purdue, especially uh, higher seeds, has not worked out uh, too well. So, uh, you know, I know we always talk about uh, Illinois' shortcomings in March. Well, uh, at least in the past three years, Purdue has come up short. With some pretty high expectations, uh, there coming into uh, yep. the uh, tournament. I would agree. Uh, there, so uh, we uh, we have to look at the whole Big Ten as a as a problem. I mean, the only one that doesn't have a problem is Mr. Tom Izzo. I,
3: and again, they weren't a favorite no. going in.
2: <laughs> no, that's what Michigan State does. That's like, just what they do. Like when they have low expectations, when they shouldn't be here, they are.
3: They're a team, and I I think a coach specifically in Tom Izzo that thrives. On not having that pressure. Like, sure. The pressure of being a higher seed doesn't do well for them. But them coming in no. with no expectations and playing, as Coach Underwood would say, playing loose
2: mm-hmm. is
3: good for Michigan State. Right. Unlike Illinois. Yeah, who, what, like
2: f- yeah. 15, 16 appearances for yeah. coaches, though? Yeah. Oh, man. What a legend. Yeah. And it, uh, it
3: just goes to show, Travis, again, and I've argued this for years the regular season in the big 10 does not matter.
2: Yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't know. We we have a we have a basketball problem and I don't do. really know. I don't really know how to solve it uh, for March success because uh, Indiana did win on Friday 71 yeah. uh, 60 against Kent State uh, but then they end up losing.
3: I was going to say, let's let's talk about Friday. Really, besides the fairly dickerson game, the rest of it went chalk for the most part. I mean, I think there was a, a six that lost um yeah a six loss to the an 11 and an iowa state and a nine over an eight but other than that there were no real upsets on friday
2: right yeah oh man pit just destroyed iowa state yep. iowa state's been pretty hot and cold this yep. season so um yeah it pretty much went basically how how you thought yep yeah, i mean yeah fau beat Memphis there by a single point in uh, in a great game. But again, that's an eight nine,
3: so sure, it's yeah. a toss up anyways. Mm-hmm. As far as if you're looking for that that drama, you know, we kind of had it on Thursday a little bit. We yeah, had it with Fred did. Dickerson on Friday, but after that, it was kind of like ah. Uh, so you're kind of thinking, all right, maybe we're gonna get to normalcy here with this tournament. Maybe you know, the first round was a little crazy but we're going to we're you know the good teams are going to step up and and get wins and maybe it'll kind of calm down a little bit right
2: right yeah, yeah maybe possibly maybe,
3: eh, maybe not
2: <laughs> alabama they had no problem against maryland no. 73 Another 51 Yep. and then uh, houston it was a little shaky there and uh, they were down by 10 at halftime uh, but houston ended up coming back and having a strong second half 50 points in the second half mm-hmm. and houston ends up winning this one 81 to 64 so uh, that one wasn't even close. And then uh, maybe some people's brackets busted with this one as Arkansas. This was supposed to be Illinois, but Arkansas, they beat uh, number one Kansas. The Jayhawks, yep. they go down. Yep. 72-71. This
3: is our Kansas.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And go uh, Hogs. Uh, Arkansas, Mr. Musselman taking off his shirt in celebration there they, after the upset.
3: They just decided to tell Coach Bill Self, you just stay home. Just stay right, home. Yeah. Don't bother coming. Right, just exactly. stay home. You don't need to get ready yeah. for Sweet 16. S- stay and we'll, rest, rest up. Yeah.
2: yeah, rest up for the whole yep. offseason. Yep. There, coach. So. So. Arkansas
3: is just trying to help out, Travis. I guess so. I appreciate it.
2: I guess so. Um, And then uh, Texas, they beat uh, the run for Penn State. Another Big Ten team goes uh, down. Team going down. 71-66. It was a close game. Another one goes down to Northwestern. Uh, They take an exit. They lost to UCLA 68-63. They tried. They did. They tried to come back in that one. Who's to
3: think, Travis, at the closest that a –
2: You know, two Big Ten teams were
3: Michigan State obviously advanced to the Sweet 16. But the other closest team in the Big Ten was Northwestern.
2: Right. Of making it. Right. Yeah. And then uh, maybe this hurts some people's brackets Mm -hmm. as uh, Tennessee down Duke. I thought they were injured. 65-52. Tennessee does have an injury. And do have an injury, but they are the best defensive team in the country, and they held Duke to 52 points, and that's one of their lowest yep. in their tournament history, so yep. – uh, great on that side of the ball, so uh, Tennessee evolves into the Sweet 16. Uh San Diego State, uh, they be forum who uh, d- took down Virginia the other yep, day, yep. and uh, San Diego State moves on pretty easily, 75 to uh, 52. And then it was the old Princeton Tigers getting the victory over the Mizzou Tigers, 78-63. Could have so happened to a better team. I mean, I, know, I, I right? like
3: it uh, more. So I'm ha- I'm happy for Princeton. Yeah, this is a I love seeing the pictures of the gym comparisons between Princeton and uh, uh, Missouri, as well as uh, Farrell Dickerson and Purdue and and, and seeing just the these schools are not supposed to win. No, and they do. And this is what we love. And as we've argued about in the past, hate (laughs) about March Madness, because this is not the proper way to determine a national champion. But it's the funnest way yeah to pick a national champion exactly I
2: hate how much I love March Madness
3: especially when it's like this when it's complete chaos
2: (laughs) right exactly was it by Saturday
3: there were no perfect brackets left
2: I I think that's what I saw I think so I mean I don't know maybe Friday maybe even Friday I don't know I don't know. But uh, yeah, this was just the, the sweet, beautiful chaos that is uh, March Madness. And sometimes you can try to uh, predict it. Uh, and then sometimes the uh, upsets they do predict, well, they don't uh, they don't happen. Uh, Marquette, they uh, uh, lose to Michigan State, as we already mentioned. 69 to a uh, 60. Marquette getting bounced. Had them in my championship. Yeah. Shock is smart. Yeah. I think it's like. Lost fourteen of the last fifteen.
3: I believe the hype. I watched CBS and they were talking about. I oh. think every single person had Marquette in the Final Four,
2: and yeah. I I believed it. Yeah, a lot of people had. Marquette. I believed it. Yeah, a lot of people were high on them. So much for that. Uh, and uh, thank goodness my championship and my champion is, is still alive. Gonzaga they win by yep. eighty84 to eighty one. It, it was close. More to come for this game uh, coming up a little bit later on. That's a teaser. Uh, UConn they uh, won over St Mary's seventy to fifty five. So that you know, one was uh, pretty easy. If there was a little close in the first half, uh, so Huskies pull away in the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creighton, maybe yep. Baylor, eighty five, seventy six. so Creighton onto the Sweet 16.
3: A lot of people
2: had them as kind of a,
3: a little bit of an upset pick, so yeah, to go far, and they're yep. proving it right. They yep. were a top 25 team to start the year. I think were, top 10 even preseason, possibly.
2: Yeah, I forgot what my scouting report for Creighton was. Uh, they didn't start off very well, but nope. they've been playing better. Uh, lately, for sure, and uh, Xavier they beat uh, 11 Pitt 84 to a 73. It was uh, Kansas State taking down Kentucky and Coach Calipari 75 to a 69. It was a comeback win there for Kansas State. This one was pretty close throughout, but Kansas State ends up pulling it out against the Wildcats. So uh, an up and down, turbulent season for Coach Calipari and Kentucky. Uh, ends here in the uh, second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana's season comes to a close as uh, they fall to Miami 85-69. to uh, Trace Jackson Davis goes for off for 23 uh, points uh, there in the loss to the Hurricanes. Another big 10-team exit. Yep, another one going down. And uh, Fairley Dickerson goes down. They are not on to the Sweet 16 uh-huh. as FAU they end up winning by eight here. A 78 2 is 70. So uh, Cinderella only lasts one round hey, after the big upset. Better than Illinois. I guess it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is fair. I
3: can't. I can't say anything else other than that. Better than Illinois.
2: So uh, Michigan State onto the Sweet 16 as they'll take on a Kansas State on a Thursday. They're in MSG and uh, Arkansas. They're matched up with uh, UConn in Vegas. And uh, you also got FAU against Tennessee in Madison Square Garden on Thursday as well. And Gonzaga matched up with UCLA in Vegas as well on Thursday. And then uh, the uh, Friday games got San Diego State against number one Alabama in Louisville. And uh, Miami scoring off against Houston and Kansas City. Also in Kansas City, you got Xavier against Texas. And then in Louisville, the other matchup is Princeton against Creighton. And Creighton now, nine and a half point favorites.
3: I saw that. It's a big line. That is a really big line.
2: Alabama favored by eight, Houston favored by seven.
3: By the way, I want to point out before I forget about it, South Carolina did not cover in that game.
2: Uh, the big point, the, bi- the big, big, big one, yeah. spread. Yeah, it's like minus forty-nine and forty-nine
3: and a half. half. Yeah, nope, did not cover.
2: uh well, some people had some uh, better entertaining weekends uh, than others. Yes. And hey, that's what you get when you uh, have entertainment on March Madness. So. Uh that's it. Sweet sixteen and Elite Eight coming up uh this weekend, but uh hopefully your bracket is uh, still alive. Hopefully your champion hopefully is not. still alive. If I I'm mean, out I want
3: everyone else to be out too.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm doing horrible, so I hope everyone else can be at least they can do better than me, which is not hard the season with a twenty six point five one percentage. Uh. <laughs> Uh at one point I was doing great in the women's bracket too. But you're
3: you're doing better in this than you are in the uh the pick'em. I'll
2: say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very very Teaser. much so. Very much so. We'll get to that pick'em for NASCAR a little bit later on and yeah. We'll see what happens in the NCAA Tournament and see what any of those made our a top three as well but uh right now we got to talk some local sports baseball and uh, softball a lot of games got canceled on friday and saturday but we'll give you the schedule for you coming up today right now up next on the starting lineup
0: we'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game we need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider, the life you save could be your own. Great deals are springing up everywhere at Rule King, so come on in and save. Take $20 off Kentucky Tall Fescue Grass, Seed now only $99.99 a bag, and feed that green with Greenskeeper Secret Fertilizer for just $17.99 a 40-pound bag. Plus, save $2 on Valvoline Premium Conventional Oil and various weights, now just $20.99 for a 5-quart container. Enjoy these savings and more at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store.
1: Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me wanna exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another
2: session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work?
1: Oh yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry.
3: Wow, that's touching. What are you waiting for? Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. That's right. Seminar today at the Holiday Inn in Effingham at 5.30 p.m. Registration at 5 p.m. Stop smoking seminar at 8 p.m. with Registration at 7.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com.
1: Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage? You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Mobile One can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $38.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Lenny went to college and racked up huge debt. A little bit over $100,000. For a degree he couldn't use? Now what?
0: I had a friend that went to My Computer Career and they talked to me about it.
1: He was done in just months. I did do it online. They even helped him get hired immediately after graduation. One of the things I love about IT is that you can work from anywhere you want. You could become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at My Computer Career. It worked for me and I know it can work for you. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. At Progressive,
0: we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double-toe loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. There's movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the axle jump. They bundle their home and auto insurance with Progressive.
1: Win, strike, savings, gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now.
2: And uh, number one in the West. Give me Vegas. All in on Vegas. Give me the Raiders winning this division with Derek Carr. The starting lineup. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. (laughs) All right. Uh, Raiders. Derek Carr's trash. 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 Wow, no respect. Worst QB in the division. That's why he has a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> It'll why. stay
3: there because he can't win the big <laughs> games.
0: We'll see. We will see. We'll see. On 98 9, the game.
2: back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9, the game ESPN Radio. And it talked a lot there about the NCAA tournament. So let's move on to other things. Some local sports that did and didn't happen over the weekend. A lot of games from baseball and softball end up getting postponed, but... Uh, one thing that had no problems with uh, postponement or anything that was a uh, volleyball that uh, we had uh, some uh, junior high volleyball happen uh, in the uh, state tournament uh, happening uh, there. Uh, let's take a look at what happened uh, there in uh, 1A in the uh, state tournament at Kankakee Bishop McNamara. We had uh, Sigel uh, St. Michael win their opening game over Grant Park in two sets, 25-10, uh, 25-7, uh, but then uh, they uh, fell in their uh, next few games as uh, they lost to uh, uh, Hartsburg-Inman uh, in three sets. Single St. Michael actually won the first set 25-20, uh, but then lost in the second set 25-16 and in the third and final set 25-19. And then they also played uh, for a third place, and that ended up going to a three-set match as well. Close one there as uh, Pontiac St. Mary's won the first set 25-20. Then St. Michael won the uh, second set 25-19, but then lost the third and final set 26-24 there. So St. Michael ends up in uh, fourth place there in eighth grade of volleyball. The 1A State Tournament and the 2A State Tournament at Auburn High School. It was Springfield of Christ the King defeating Stu Strauss. Stu Strauss did win the first set 25-22, but then fell in the second set and third set by 25-19 score. Class 3A State Tournament at Pena High School in Morris, they defeated Teutopolis 25-10, 25-12 there. Like I said, a ton of baseball and uh, softball games were postponed slash canceled. Altamont was supposed to take on Sullivan. That was postponed. Uh Wins two straws in Okah Valley canceled. Wins uh Chrysal Rock against the South Central canceled. Brownstown St. Elmo and Hillsboro, That one was canceled. And uh, Newton and uh, Cowden Eric Beach City that game had been postponed. Dietrich Antitopolis and softball was postponed and uh, Newton and CHBC and softball was also postponed as well. Uh, we did squeeze in one game in the Apollo, though, as uh, Muhammad Seymour they defeated Carbondale five to nothing. But that was uh, that was it from uh, Friday in the way of local scores and all of the uh, games that were supposed to happen on, on Saturday uh, got postponed there or just straight up canceled. Uh, there, So uh, not a lot happening in this weekend in the way of local sports. And uh, we'll try to hopefully get some games in uh, today in uh, the local sports realm in high school baseball. It's a uh, Nioga supposed to uh, square off against North Clay. Counting Beach City hosting at Pena. Fairfield at uh, South Central. Uh, the Little Line you got Alney hosting at St. Anthony. Lawrenceville at Mount Carmel. Martinsville at Casey. Westville at Paris. In the Apollo, you got FEM hosting Newton, Muhammad Seymour at Danville, Saker at Hart, Griffin at Lincoln, Central Illinois, Shelbyville hosting Dietrich, Villa Grove at Tuscola, Central AM at Mount Pulaski, Macon Meridian at Tri City, Decatur MacArthur against Decatur St. Teresa, Sarah uh, Gordo against Warrensburg Latham, South Central Conference, you got Alden Marquette hosting Piasol, Carlinville at Auburn. And North Mac at Nicomas for a softball today. Uh, Salem at Topless. You got in the NTCA KZ and a Count Herrick Beecher City. And Dietrich hosting in St. Emma Brownstown, North Clay, Clay City at uh, Chrysler Rock Lutheran, Mulberry Grove at South Central, Flora hosting Windsor's Two Straws, Little Illini, Lawrenceville hosting in Carmine, Y County, Mount Carmel at Oblong, Newton hosting in Yoga. Apollo, you got Prairie Central against Muhammad Seymour, Charleston hosting Villa Grove, Lincoln Prairie, Robinson at Cumberland, Shelbyville hosting Arcola, Monroe Forsyth at Ocop Valley, Argenta against Monticello, Georgetown Ridge Farm at Tri-County, Blue Ridge hosting Armstrong, Central Illinois, you got Central AM and against Pawnee, and Clinton hosting Olympia. South Central Conference, you got Vandalia against Lincolnwood, Staunton hosting Roxana, Carlinville at Pleasant Plains, Edwardsville at Gillespie, Carlisle against Greenville and Nicomas hosting North Mac in a softball uh, today so hopefully all the uh, baseball diamonds and uh, softball diamonds are dried out dried up, yep. and we can play some baseball well, here with the temperatures being semi-warm. You,
3: got, you gotta you got do it today because it's gonna yeah, rain all week, this week so you gotta try and get as many games That's in true. as possible. That's
2: true later in the week it's
3: not looking so good. I think the rest of the week Travis at least a 50% chance of rain every day.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So, hey,
3: you try, you try.
2: That's what you deal with sometimes in the early, early yep. spring yep. stages here. So uh, we'll uh, check out on the website and well, we'll have scores for you.
3: Yeah. And that's the bad thing, you know, it, whether it be what, whatever time of year, you know, you think of football being the other kind of outside sport. You can do football in the rain. The field gets muddy. Yes. But you can do football in the rain. Baseball and softball, you really can't play in the rain that well. I mean, some of the diamonds can take water pretty decently, but for the most part, once it starts raining, you kind of can't mess up that diamond too badly.
2: It affects the outcome.
3: It it, it will affect the outcome of the game.
2: Yeah, and I know like football, you have um, your hands get slippery, but I mean, baseball and softballs, it's kind of dangerous if you don't have any real grip on the ball. You don't know where it's going. Or the bat. (laughs) With (laughs) those aluminum mats, yeah. Or that too. Yeah. So uh, try to get them in uh, today. Not sure about the uh, rest of the week, but uh, we'll definitely uh, tell you about those as we uh, go along here. And right now we're going to step away and we're going to talk about more national sports. We'll see what we get to. uh, NBA and World Baseball Classic are two of the uh, main topics that I want to hit on in uh, the uh, next segment coming up here on the Star Lineup
0: the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
1: You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopless Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC.
2: If you're in business, I'm sure you've heard that digital can help you get customers through your door. Please join Cromwell Media in Effingham for a free educational seminar on digital advertising. We'll provide coffee and donuts while we chat about the latest digital marketing trends and tricks that can help your business grow. Learn how you can bring in more dough to your business with the power of radio and digital marketing. Save the date, Thursday, March 23rd from 8 a.m. to 9.15 at the Effingham Event Center, 1501 West Fayette Avenue in Effingham. When the power of radio is combined with digital marketing, brand recall increases four and a half times. Join us to learn more about products like targeted display, geofencing, connected TV, pre-roll video, targeted email, and more. Reserve your spot today for Cromwell Media's free informational, no pressure, digital, and donuts. By going to fmradio.com or call 217-342-4141. Spots are limited, so please RSVP.
0: Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. (laughs) Ta-da!
2: Hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy.
1: This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches.
0: Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials.
1: Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. Mycomputercareer.edu. And now... So, uh,
2: who do you got in the Super Bowl? Who's the Super Bowl champ? I got the Bills and Buccaneers, and I got until they knock them off. I got the Bucks again. They repeat as a champion. I think Josh Allen's great, but not good enough to beat the uh, supposed GOAT. The starting lineup. Well, Travis, I'm
3: going to cheer you up. Are you ready? I got Jacksonville versus the Bears in the Super Bowl. On ninety eight nine the game. Air Sports Center update. Joel Hoffer stopped all 33 shots he faced as the Blues beat the Jets 3-0 at Enterprise Center. Hoffer helped the team earn the shutout in just his fourth career NHL start. The Blues remain sixth in the Central Division with 67 points and a 31-33-5 record, but they have won four of their last six games. St. Louis hosts Detroit tomorrow night. The Cardinals scored four runs in the top of the eighth inning to take down the Mets 8-7 in spring training yesterday. Nolan Gorman had a home run and two RBIs in the victory. The Cardinals are 13-6 in exhibition play. They take on the Marlins this afternoon. St. Louis City SC is still undefeated after a 3-0 win over San Jose at City Park on Saturday. City is in first place in the Western Conference with four wins, no draws, no losses for 12 points. St. Louis visits Real Salt Lake this Saturday. The Bulls earned a 113-99 win over the Heat at the United Center on Saturday. The Bulls led by as many as 27 points in the second half before Miami stormed back to within one possession, but the Bulls ended the game on a 20-9 run to get the win. DeMar DeRozan had 24 points and 10 assists in the victory. The Bulls are 10th place in the Eastern Conference at 33-37. and They visit Philadelphia tonight. And the Blackhawks gave up three unanswered goals to end a 4-2 loss to the Arizona Coyotes at Mullet Arena on Saturday. Blackhawks remain last place in the Session Division with
2: 54 points and a 24-39-6 record. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Hits uh, there today. All right, uh, let's uh, get to uh, some action that happened in the association uh, this weekend. As uh, the uh, Bulls, they picked up that win in double OT over Minnesota, 139 to 201, 31 on a Friday. Yep. Uh, Warriors lost to the Hawks on the road again. Warriors can't get it done away from San Francisco, 127-119. Nope. to 119. And uh, then they also had that matchup on Saturday with the uh, Grizzlies. Uh, 76ers picked up the win on Friday. Uh, Grizzlies beat the uh, Spurs in OT on Friday. Celtics got the win on Friday against the Blazers. And Mavs won by a single point over the Lakers, 111 to one to 110. Max Kibler gets the win. Who? Who? And Dallas gets the win over LA on a Saturday. You had that Warriors and uh, Grizzlies matchup, and uh, you had again Klay Thompson from the bench. Count how many rings he has, and kind of directing it towards Dylan Brooks. And hey, Grizzlies got the win though, one thirty-three to one nineteen. Warriors seven and twenty-nine this year on the road. Mm mm mm. Uh I mean at least they're trying to make this uh rivalry uh thing happen with uh, each other going back and forth uh with each other bub. Uh they were talking about first take this morning about who's more petty in this situation. Uh but it's clearly Golden State and the Warriors. I mean, yes, they do have the rings, but that's why you don't that why, that's why you don't do that. Uh lower yourself to talk like that. Yep. Bub. Uh, the Knicks, they won over the Nuggets on Saturday, 116 to 110. Again, Jokic, two assists shy from a triple-double, so not a good night uh, for him. Uh, you got the 76ers getting the win over the Pacers, 141 to 121. Uh, Bulls got that win over the yep. Heat, 113 to a 99. Let them come back, made it close. Yeah, Rosen, 24 points. And the Jazz won so by a single point over the Celtics, one eighteen and two one seventeen there over Boston. On a Sunday Action! You yeah, had the Nuggets bounce back in the win over the uh, Nets, and this time Jokic does go for a triple double: ah. 22 points, 17 boards, and 10 assists. Back on track. Yeah, back on track. Thunder 124 over the Suns 120. Devin Booker goes for 46, but not enough to be OKC. Uh, Spurs beat the Hawks. Heat beat the Pistons, so they bounce back after that loss against Chicago. 112 to 100. Jimmy Butler gets a dumb. Uh, Pelicans over the Rockets, a Bucks by seven over the Raptors, 118 to 111. Giannis goes for a triple double, 22 points, 13 boards, and a 10 assist. Clippers over the Trailblazers, 117 to 102, and the Lakers get the win over the Magic, 111 to 105, and Austin Reeves, who? who? Austin Reeves, 35 points, leads the Lakers to the win. LeBron's
3: gonna end up coming back because these
2: nobodies keep winning and putting them close to playoff contention. Guess so, maybe, maybe. But, hey, hey, they are eyeing his returns. So. They are.
3: Speaking of uh, the Lakers, Travis, if you want to listen to the Lakers, we will actually have a NBA doubleheader coming up on Wednesday, as it will be Golden State taking on Dallas at six o'clock, followed by Phoenix and the Lakers. Hmm. Those are two decent games.
2: Decent game. I'll take decent both matchups right both yeah. those. Man, for sure. But so. it's in
3: Dallas. Golden State at Dallas, so Golden State's gonna lose. yeah
2: so. yeah. So look for uh, the Mavs to win that. But yeah. guess we'll see. Play the games. Warriors are on the road again tonight. You think they can get the win over Houston? No. I mean, I'd hope so. I mean, I'd hope so. If they, they are don't, favored by eleven points. It's a big number I for a team that doesn't get the, the road. Seventy-sixers, uh, they're favored by eight and a half against the Bulls tonight. Seems like a big number, but mm-hmm. it is the Bulls. It is the Bulls. Uh, Pacers against the Hornets. Uh, Knicks hosting the T Wolves. Some Mavs at the uh, Grizzlies. And the Kings match up with the uh, Jazz tonight as well in the NBA. All right, so uh, we got World of Baseball a Classic from uh, this weekend. You have Mexico. They advance to uh, the uh, semifinals later on tonight as they won over Puerto Rico 5-4 to four on uh, Friday. Hey, uh, Randy Ozerina, uh again, shows out in the big moments, been one of the brightest stars for Mexico. This World Baseball Classic, he makes a clutch catch there uh, to help the Mexico. Get the win on a Friday, and then on a Saturday, it was uh, USA advancing into the uh, semifinals, and uh, they got there by defeating Venezuela nine to seven comeback style. There uh, as US jumps out three to two lead, or three runs in the opening frame, and then Venezuela they make it close in the first. They get two in the bottom half, and then. Uh, they come back and they end up taking the lead there and tying it up. Uh, they're in the bottom of the fifth, but uh, then uh, Trey Turner, an American hero, grand slam the top of the eighth inning gives USA the win, nine to uh, seven. And uh, Trey Turner, who's played in 43 postseason games, including a World Series, says his home run on Friday night was the biggest hit he's ever produced in his career, and it was the loudest baseball crowd he's ever witness so uh, so much for the world baseball classic not uh, meaning anything to anybody
3: doesn't to me that just tells me that you play for really bad fans that don't care
2: (laughs) and uh these uh world baseball classic games every game so far in miami with puerto rico mexico usa venezuela and the Uh, game last night the game tonight and uh, the uh, championship game they're all sold out so much for uh, sellouts of exhibition games so uh, i guess the world baseball classic really doesn't matter it doesn't and uh, adam wayright trey turner mike trout they all uh, say that this is the most fun that they've ever had playing baseball Uh, But again, still, a world baseball class, it doesn't matter. Do you want to
3: talk about the injuries, too, that are piling up for these MLB teams? I mean,
2: Venezuela with uh, uh, Altuve getting hurt. He's going to miss a couple months. He's not going to miss the whole season. But guess what? Jose Altuve could get injured falling out of bed. Injuries happen. You play baseball. You play sports. Injuries happen. Injuries happen in spring training as well. Look yes, at the Mets. You're
3: getting paid by that team.
2: Look at the Mets. Mc, uh, McNeil or uh, Nemo or whatever. Yes, Nemo got hurt in the a spring Mets training are paying game.
3: paying his salary. Team USA, Nemo Team got- Venezuela are not paying the rest of this person the rest of the year. It's not Injuries counting. It's their salary cap. That's Sorry. my issue.
2: Injuries happen. And last night, uh, Arenado gets hit on the hand. And uh, uh, x-rays are negative. So he's going to be all right. He was pulled because the game was a blowout there. Uh, Coach uh, Mark DeRosa said they probably would have lobbied a little harder for Arenado, or Arenado would have lobbied harder if the game was closer. But it was like 9-2 to at that point and the U.S. yesterday ends up winning over Cuba 14-2. Trey Turner continues to be one of the bright spots for Team USA as he had a couple of homers last night and Adam Wayright was on the mound and man that was a sticky situation there in the top of the first inning. Bases loaded jam but only one run was scored by Cuba and then uh, Paul Goldschmidt uh, gets a two-run bomb in the uh, bottom of the first inning to uh, pick up to help the USA pick up the win and uh, they're in the championship game on a Tuesday and uh, they will uh, await the winners of uh, tonight's game between uh, Mexico and uh, Japan so uh, tonight's game should be uh, electric atmosphere once again and finally get to see uh, Shohei Otani back out on the field as well and we could potentially see Japan versus USA Trout versus Otani in uh, the uh, championship of the World Baseball Classic but we'll have to see What uh, what happens tonight? I mean, Rose Arena has just been playing amazing this uh, World Baseball Classic, and we'll see if Mexico can uh, pull off the upset. Heavy favorites are uh, Team Japan uh, tonight uh, there in Miami. Again, a another sellout there for the game as well. So. Uh, we'll see what happens there, and uh, we'll tell you about it and get you ready for the championship on Tuesday at night, again, there in Miami. And uh, we'll close out the show today talking about the uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. So what made our list? Well, find out coming up here in just a little bit here on the starting lineup to close it out. The starting lineup from
0: 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
1: Take your first shot at hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going
0: to fanduel.com play and make every moment more with FanDuel.
1: 21 plus and select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com/rg. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. one 800 Step or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Slash chat in Connecticut, one eight hundred nine with it in Indiana, one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred, or visit ksgamblinghelp dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org dot org in Maryland, one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine in New York, one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred in Wyoming, or visit one eight hundred gambler in West Virginia. And now, to ever be able to play in a Super Bowl in your home stadium, thank
2: you. Five more dollars. We're allowed but, to say it. How many points are the Super Bowl worth?
1: You just said it, five more dollars.
3: Where for people, if you had a Super Bowl, I said legally we are allowed to say it. I don't even
1: want to do the show with you anymore.
3: Anywho. The starting lineup. I think that's a lot of the appeal of the Super Bowl is that casual. You
1: said it again.
3: Anyways. I don't know if you would do that in the Super Bowl, but I, I just said it again.
1: Is that the fourth
0: or fifth time today?
2: Fourth time this segment
0: on ninety-eight nine, the game.
2: the uh, cachet for the uh, st patrick's day and music that i had uh, set Probably up good. to go last week so uh, we'll just run through the st patty's day until it uh, runs out so. I'm, I'm not complaining travis <laughs> and uh, so we'll, we'll uh, close out of the uh, show today and we'll close it out like we always do here on a monday post weekend and uh, let's give you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend so let's go and now it's time
0: for the top three.
2: Top three moments in uh, the uh, sports weekend.
3: Would you like me to go first, Travis? You always go first. I do. I, I
2: do always go first. Would you like you me can to go, go, go first? Ahead. Okay. Yeah, you can go I'll ahead. go
3: first, and I'll start off with, uh, we already mentioned it, so I'm, we're not going to belabor the point. Uh, Purdue choking again. I don't know if you can call it choking when people had him picked as the first one to go out. But you're still a one losing to a 16. You are yeah. now up there with Virginia. You also have a streak like Virginia of getting bounced by uh, double-digit seeds in the past mm-hmm. three years. So, yeah.
2: there you go. You do. Not very uh, good company there to be a part nope. of. Nope. Uh, no particular order here again for the top three. Uh, I'll start off with my number three, though. And uh, that was the... Uh, Backdoor covers of backdoor covers as TCU. They make a last-second three as uh, some TCU betters had plus four and a half, and TCU makes that three. They lose by three, so they cover the spread on the backdoor cover. There were people angry. Some people angry, some people happy, depending on what what end of that four and a half deficit you were on.
3: Could you imagine if you missed a parlay, like a huge parlay because they made that shot? Yeah, and Uh, it was just
2: a nothing three. Yeah, They just throw it up at the end.
3: (laughs) My number two is the uh, performance of Princeton. On both sides, Travis, the men and the women's both won their tournament games this weekend. Hmm. So, again, a school, an Ivy League school known more for its... You know, brains, then it's sports, and uh, both teams getting uh, at least one win this weekend. Princeton men's team getting two and advancing to a spot that a 15 seed has never been, and that's the Sweet 16.
2: Hmm. Nev- never been a 15 seed so. in the women's?
3: Maybe the women's side. Hmm. But I don't know, but I don't think the men's. St. Peter's just did it. Ah.
2: They're a 15.
3: First Ivy League school to make the Sweet
2: 16. That may be. I, I haven't done so. enough research. so I don't think that's right either. I don't but think so either. <laughs> uh, my number two is because it's the only the second time it's ever happened. And we already talked a lot about it. And that was the 16 seed FDU over Purdue. So uh, thanks for representing the Big Ten, Big Ten champs. Purdue, uh, again, falling there. And we'll see what the future holds for Mr. Zach Eady, whether he'll come out. He's only a junior, so... He is still does have a year left. So we'll see. But uh, FDU, upset in Purdue, is my number two.
3: My final one, Travis, and I'm going to go into this in a lot more detail in the podcast. This is just a teaser. It's I'm, I'm dubbing it the Josh Williams incident from the Xfinity race on Saturday. Yes. And trust me, uh, there's not enough time to talk, explain, and break down what happened But there is now a cult hero in the NASCAR world, and his name is Josh Williams.
2: Yes, he is.
3: It involves NASCAR (laughs) jail. It is great. We'll we'll get into it in, in the pod.
2: Yeah, I figured I figured you would have that, so uh, I left that one uh, Thank for you. you, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> and then uh, my uh, number one uh, moment was on uh, Saturday night that uh, grand slam by uh, Trey Turner to uh, give the USA the uh, win over Venezuela. As it was an electric atmosphere, everybody uh, jumping out of the dugout, meeting Trey Turner there at home plate, and uh, Trey Turner having a. Great moment for the country and an American hero now with set to some beautiful music. Uh, America the Beautiful, I heard. I also uh, saw it set to Moneyball music, and uh, it was just a, an electric moment there in Miami on a Saturday as Trey Turner, Grand Slam, gives Team USA the win over Venezuela. And then. Eventually, a couple homers on a Sunday to help him get to the championship there to defend their World Baseball Classic crown. There was my number one moment in the uh, sports weekend. All right, so we'll, we will definitely get more into that NASCAR stuff that happened with the Xfinity race with uh, that colorful character. And uh, we'll also uh, take a look at uh, the NHL and we'll recap NASCAR pick them as well coming up in the uh, podcast for sure. So uh, that is all on the way in the uh, pod. Make sure you stick around uh, for that. And make sure you uh, stick around uh, for the uh, um, ESPN radio. As yeah. coming up next is uh, Fitz and Harry. I'm sure they'll be uh, talking about the Bay uh, tournament. Maybe. Maybe. Or Who knows? maybe more NFL stuff. They were talking uh, about
3: coaches before we came on here. Tom Izzo being and the greatest were, coach
2: of all time. They were talking about that, so uh, I guess we'll uh, have to stay tuned. Yes, to uh, find out. So uh, i I like Fitz and Harry. Yeah, I I enjoy uh, Fitz, more than Canty uh, and Carlin. Well. I can say that because they're not on ESPN Radio anymore. <laughs> you mean um, national? Not not Canty and Carlin. Those were the just guys that were filling in for Greeny. Uh Barton Hahn.
3: Barton Hahn. Thank you. There you go. I don't mm-hmm. mind canteen Carlin. <laughs> yeah. Except for they're on the air too much, but
2: Exactly. They're on Show their own Greeny, regular. Come on. They're on their own regular time uh, slot they fill in for Greeny. Greeny. Oh, Greeny. You're going to pry it. Pry it You're gonna have to pry. You're going to have to pry from his hands, his cold dead hands, that's what oh, he I'll also
3: said. also have uh, NCAA tournament stat for
2: you coming up in mm. the pod as well. Yeah, I saw you working on some I things did, yeah. there earlier. All right, so we'll, we'll get out of here and jump into uh, the uh pod so catch us over there. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Coming up, want to hit upon uh, some NHL over the weekend. And we'll uh, get that incidentally tournament stat as well as we'll uh, take a look at NASCAR. Everything that happened over the weekend. The events that happened on Saturday. And we'll recap NASCAR pick as well. Mm Mm-hmm. First four, any of that? Is there anything that you wanted to uh, hit up on on sports under?
3: Yeah, the Jets aren't going to rush the Aaron Rodgers trade. That's according to Jeremy Fowler, who says that I'm hearing the Jets are confident that they can remain a little patient here, and this will all sort out. Fowler went on to say that no other team is involved in the trade, and the Jets will likely get a better deal if they make the Packers wait. Mm. So who knows how long this is going to take, Travis? Who knows. It's still going to be a while. I'm ready to move on from all this. I know. The Lions are making a big move in free agency. ESPN reports that C.J. Garner-Johnson has agreed to a one-year, $8 million deal to join Detroit. 25-year-old was part of an Eagles defense, which allowed the fewest passing yards per game during the regular season last year. And so, uh, yeah, Travis, this Philly team, it feels like every day I'm looking and they're losing someone from either the defense or the offensive line. Right. Yeah. It does gonna, seem that way. It, it's going be hard to go all the way back to the Super Bowl, like a lot of people were saying. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to get two new coordinators. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. The Carolina Panthers are adding a veteran playmaker to their offense. Team announced on Sunday that it has agreed to a three-year deal with free agent wide receiver Adam Thielen. 32-year-old wideout was released by the Vikings earlier this offseason after nine seasons with the team. Travis, that a good call for uh, the Panthers? Oh, yeah. Didn't they I just get a quarterback, a good... too? Hmm. Did they, they? Did. I thought they signed someone. Mm. I could be wrong.
2: I know they were they were trying for I mean,
3: people. I I I hope Sam Darnold signed. I mean is not they just
2: optional. get uh no, Darnold signed with someone else. Darnold signed with uh the Niners, right?
3: Oh yeah. That's odd.
2: That's bizarre. I mean I know that you know Panthers were trading with the Bears for the number one pick and yeah. trading um or one of the teams you'd think right. that would be in on Lamar Jackson, but. Yeah.
3: Nope. Instead, they're going to go get the number one pick. Nope. Yeah. yeah. get a quarterback that way. There you go. That's yep. where they are going yep. for. Yep.
2: Yep. And so, yeah, I, I love the move for, from their perspective. I don't know if I'd go from, for Adam Thielen's perspective, if I'd go from the Vikings to the Panthers. But as we've talked about, that South is wide open. It
3: is. Yeah. There is not a good team there.
2: Yeah, it is. It yeah. is wide open. Uh, the
3: Cowboys are adding another weapon for Dak Prescott. Dallas acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Texans in exchange for a 2023 fifth-rounder and a 2024 sixth-rounder. This is the fourth time that uh, Cooks has been traded in his NFL career. ESPN reports a deal likely takes Dallas out of the running for Odell Beckham Jr.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. So OBJ not coming to uh, Dallas. No. Nope. Uh, the longest tenured player on the Bengals offensive line is requesting a trade as we talked about on Friday. ESPN reports that Jonah Williams is seeking a trade following the team's recent free agent signing was officially made heading into the weekend after Cincinnati signed four-time Pro Bowl tackle Orlando Brown Jr. from the Chiefs. Williams was selected in the first round by the Bengals back in 2019. He's been the team's starting left tackle ever since. He faces competition at right tackle if he stays, as Lael Collins works his way back from a torn ACL, and free agent Cody Ford was signed to a one-year deal. Boo-hoo, beat him out, stay with the team. Nope, he yeah, wants once traded. Nope. And finally, the Steelers are adding another offensive lineman from last season's NFC champions. The ESPN reports that Isaac Sermalo is signing a three-year deal with Pittsburgh. The former Eagles guard switched to the right side of the line on Philadelphia's team last year and played in all 17 regular season games. 29-year-old was originally a third-round pick by the Eagles back in 2016. This is the second Philly lineman the Steelers have inked this offseason. Nate Herberg signed a two-year, $8 million deal last week. So just what we were talking about, that Eagles line is going to be Decimated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, Sports Center.
2: That's your Sports Center. All right. So uh, thanks for uh, cleaning up that. Yep. All right. Let's take a look at what happened on the ice this weekend. Uh, Of course, on a Friday. You you mentioned in your Sports Center that the Blues got the win yesterday, but they also got the win on uh, Friday against the Caps 5 2 2. As uh, Flyers also beat the Sabers five to two, Maple Leafs also beat the Hurricanes five to two, on a Friday, and then the Ducks seven to four over the Blue Jackets. Four goals there in the third period by Anaheim. Gets the over to hit and gets the win. Avalanche 5-1 over the Red Wings. Bruins 5-2 over the Wild on Saturday. 3-2 for the Jets. N.O.T. over the Preds. Edmonton is 6-4 over the Kraken. Evander Kane getting the hat trick. Connor McDavid also scoring a goal and a couple of assisters. And Edmonton picks up the dub. Hurricanes bounce back. They get the win over the Flyers 5 4 in OT. Panthers 4 2 over the Devils. Maple Leafs four 5 4 over the Senators in a shootout. They also had a Lightning 5 3 over the Canadians. Rangers all over the Penguins 6 2 0. Uh, Sisterkin gets a, a shutout 33 saves. And Perron. Uh, or not, Perron, uh, Panarin getting a couple of goals there for the Rangers. Uh, Stars six to five, high scoring affair there in OT over the Flames. Canucks in a shootout over the Kings three to two. Coyotes four to two over the uh, Blackhawks. Islanders four to one over the Sharks on a Saturday. On a Sunday, I thought there was a high scoring game there, and it was Bruins seven to nothing over the Sabres three goals in the first period three goals in the third period gets Boston another win 53 wins on the season and like Eric mentioned the Blues three to nothing shutting out the uh, Jets yesterday. A wild 5-3 to three over the uh, Capitals. You got Matt Boldly picking up a hat trick. I see all the hats there on the ice as the Wild beats the Caps. Golden Knights also put up a 7 spot, 7-2 seven over the Blue Jackets. And if Erica would have had entertainment this weekend on the goals, probably would have had uh, the over. Thought about because it. Because he had the Bruins 7 goals. Golden Knights, seven goals. And the Rangers, seven to nothing over the Predators. They had six of them in the first period. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of goals scored this weekend, Yeah, especially like it. on Sunday. My goodness, I uh, don't see a lot of sevens, and you saw three of them on Sunday uh, alone. Uh, Jack Echol getting the hat trick for the uh, Golden Knights with those seven goals. Uh, Devils of 5-2 to two over the uh, Lightning. Also, uh, it looks like uh, Jasper Bratt picks up the hat trick for New Jersey. And uh, the Canucks, 2-1 to one over the uh, Ducks. Just a 2-1 to one normal score there. Uh, games going on this evening. You got Panthers, Red Wings, uh, Senators, Penguins, Blackhawks, Avalanche, Sharks, Oilers, and uh, Flames against the uh, Kings tonight. And only about... Say about eh, thirteen, fourteen, maybe some teams fifteen games left in the regular season, I think, for the uh for the NHL. Mm. Yeah, Blue Jackets eliminated, uh, Ducks, Sharks, and the Blackhawks are eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, how that? So, um, yeah. How <sighs> sad. So Bruins are the only team currently that have clinched a playoff spot, obviously. 111 points for them sitting up at the top of the East. Carolina right there in number two spot right now. I would think uh, 98 points. Devils right there with the third spot. Uh, Maple Leafs, Rangers, Lightning. And then I believe that the Islanders and the Penguins would be the two wild cards right now. Yep, that's right. And uh, over in the Western Conference, Vegas currently leading a couple points over the uh, Kings for the number one spot. Uh, Stars in the third spot. Wild, Avalanche. Wild has the four point edge on the uh, fourth spot. Uh, That's Edmonton. And uh, currently, right now, I think the uh, Kraken and the um, Yep, Kraken and the Jets are in the uh, two wild card spots. So. Cracking second ever season, and right now if the play if the uh, season ended today, they'd be in they'd be in the playoffs. And the Jets 81 points, Flames they have 77 points, so still a little work left to do in the last uh, several games or so. But uh, the uh, Penguins close with the uh, Panthers and close with the Capitals as well. Panthers 77 points, Penguins have 78 points uh, right now as we. Wind down the uh, close to the end of the uh, regular season for the NHL, and then, of course, one of the best playoffs, one of the best trophies in all of sports, Stanley Cup playoffs will begin shortly. Mm -hmm. There. All right, so uh, I think that's all that I wanted to uh, clean up, and I think that we got to everything over here on the uh, side, except for it looks like uh, that uh, Coach Cooley. So it looks like f- the Providence coach is going to be expected to be hired there at Georgetown with uh, Patrick Ewing being axed there. So Hoyas seemed to have found their guy. Uh, Rick Pitino in serious discussions with uh, St. John's, but since uh, Coach Cooley left that Providence job open up, some people might think that maybe Providence might try to swoop in and uh, steal uh, Pitino away from uh, St. John's. And, of course, Coach Pitino as a coach at Providence before, it's right. one of the reasons why I think that could happen. So, um, some things happening could be happening there in, be. Uh, in the coaching ranks of college basketball. So, we'll see if Providence swoops right in mm-hmm. potentially. All right, so uh, all right, let's get to this NASCAR, and let's get to this well, NASCAR stuff first. Or before the NCAA tournament. Yeah,
3: we're going to do the NCAA tournament real quick. All
2: right.
3: Okay, so I was just looking at the Sweet 16, Travis. Are you ready for this? This is mm-hmm. going to annoy you. So I looked at each conference and how many representatives from each conference made it to the Sweet 16,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: then how many teams were in the tournament from that conference. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's start SEC. Yep. Football school. Football they are. conference. They are. 100%. They have three teams in the Sweet 16. Yep. They only had eight made the tournament. Wow. Three out of eight made the Sweet 16. That's pretty good. It's
2: pretty good. You'll percentage. take that. Yeah.
3: Let's talk Mountain West. Mm-hmm. Mountain West has one team that made it. Yeah. They only sent four to the whole tournament. Wow. 25% of your teams make the Sweet 16. I think you'll take that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Talk about the Ivy, Travis. The Ivy League. One team yep. made the Sweet 16. One team made the tournament.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
3: 100%. <laughs> yeah. You'll take that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's talk Conference USA.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: One team made the, made the Sweet 16. One,
2: One team, team made the tournament. Yep.
3: You're at 100% there with that conference as well. <laughs> Let's talk the American Athletic Conference. Ah, uh, yes. They had a team make the Sweet 16. They only had two make the whole tournament. Yep. That's 50%. I'd it take is. those. Yep. The ACC? Mhm. One team made it. They sent five. That's 25%. That's not mm-hmm. awful, but no. it's not great. No. The West Coast Conference? Mm-hmm. One team made the Sweet 16. They only sent two to the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. So, 50% again. The Pac-12, they send a team. Yep. They only sent four to the whole tournament. Hmm. So, you'll take those, right? Yeah. Let's talk Big 12.
2: Big 12. They sent two. Mm -hmm. Again, I'd
3: say a football school. Two made the Sweet 16. Seven made the whole tournament. Mm -hmm. It's not great, but it's not awful. No. Big East, Travis, are you ready for this? Yeah. Big East. Three teams made the Sweet 16 from the Big East. They only sent five to the whole tournament. Wow. They have a 72% win percentage as a conference in this year's tournament. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. Yeah. And the Big Ten. Yep, the Big Ten. One team, you sent eight. Yep. One made it.
2: That Mm -hmm. is the worst
3: of any conference as far as just pure ratio. Mm -hmm. Because you had the second most schools. Make the tournament with eight. SEC also had eight, and they have three teams that made the Sweet 16. Yep. They also have the same number of members that you do in 14. So it's a great comparison look. Right. And the Big Ten, Travis, six and seven, mm-hmm. they're the only conference with a team that made the Sweet 16 to have a losing record. <laughs> How lucky are we? Doesn't that just make you feel good? <laughs> Doesn't that just make you go, "Oh yeah, we are the best <laughs> conference for basketball." Yeah, Big East, like I said, seven and two. The SEC, nine and five. Big Twelve, seven and five. ACC, five and four. They ha- did you know the ACC Travis has fifteen member schools, so they send mm-hmm. a third of their schools to the uh, the tournament. And only one made the Sweet 16. So, I think, you know, you look at the Big Ten and go, well, half of our conference made it. And we still couldn't get more than one team. Right. <laughs> something uh, has to change with the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, something has to happen.
3: And, again, UCLA and USC's coming in. Mm-hmm. Great. So, they'll just lose now in the first round, too.
2: <laughs> you would think, maybe.
3: I I don't know. I don't know how we fix
2: this. I don't know how we change it either.
3: But uh, again, we we're a regular season conference.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's like the the schedule that that we have of you know playing so many games. Like there's not a lot of other conferences play three conference games in a week or right. I don't know what you do with that. I mean, we always talk about how bad the officiating is. So could it be, you know, if it, the officials officiate Big Ten games differently than an NCAA tournament game? I don't know. Or is it just just the crazy unpredictability of March?
3: Or is it just that you play good teams every night that you just wear yourself out?
2: Yeah, right. And that goes back to the schedule.
3: Yeah. And, and, but there's nothing you can do about that with the, the teams that are in there,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, because as we saw this year, Travis, minus, I'd say minus Minnesota Yeah, on any given night, any big 10 team can beat another one. Mm
2: -hmm. We saw it. Yeah, we did.
3: So to me, it's a, it's a product of your success. Because you look at the Big Ten Conference as a basketball conference. It's a basketball conference. Everyone says that. Right. Because football, you have Ohio State.
2: Yeah, Pennsylvania, Ohio State, Michigan. Michigan, Wisconsin. That's about it. Yeah.
3: Every once in a while, you'll have a school that comes up for a year or two. I think of like an Iowa for a year or two would be there. Yeah. But in the Big Ten for basketball, Travis, it is so wide open year to year. Mm -hmm. And even if you aren't winning the conference, you can compete and put a good team on the floor. Yeah. It's not that way in the SEC. It's not that way in the ACC. Not anymore. I would say it used to be in the ACC Mm -hmm. when Duke was on top and North Carolina was good and Wake Forest was there. And, you know, they had some good schools there for a while. It's kind of falling off now.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it is is one of the weaker power fives. But, again, they have a
3: representative in the. They have the same amount of representatives in the Sweet 16 as we do. Yeah. Sending three less teams. It's fair. Now, everyone can say, oh, yeah, but it depends on the draw. And it depends on who you face and everything like that. Right. But teams are going to win.
2: Yeah, that's kind of why um, the Fairleigh Dickerson coach said that he uh, thought the more that he watched Purdue, the more yeah. they thought that they could win because over and over he said styles make fights. And yeah. he thought that their style fit well against Purdue. And it so, did. And it did. And, yeah. and
3: maybe that's – Travis, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is the brand of Big Ten basketball is yeah. not successful for March. That's another thing, yeah. Maybe it's the style of play of the Big Ten. We need a radical coach to come in with an out-of-the-box thinking of the Big Ten to make everyone else change.
2: Yeah, that is one of the things that they Because I and...
3: think we're kind of stuck in our ways as the Big oh, Ten.
2: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's this crazy concept of bringing in two new teams from right. out west. Right. We are definitely stuck in our ways. So maybe sure. maybe
3: bringing those schools in will help. Maybe they'll play a different style, a different tempo, something.
2: hmm Maybe.
3: Like, even though, you know, we we mentioned it and, and, you know, obviously we don't want him. But, like, I want someone like a Jim Beheim to come in and just play zone defense all the time. To shake up the Big Ten, like I don't want him specifically, but you know what I mean. Like I want someone to come in and just say we're gonna play zone every time out. We're gonna play one three one zone every time down the court. Mm-hmm. Just because it would make everyone else in the Big Ten have to rethink their offensive strategies,
2: change, adapt. Yes. Sure.
3: Because we don't do that. We talked about it with Coach Underwood all the time adjustments in game, in game adjustments not being made. The Big Ten is not making adjustments. They just kind of settle into their brand of basketball. Yeah. And I think it hurts more. You can say the same thing about college football. SEC football, Pac-12 football, and Big Ten football are all different. They're not the same. No. But you're not going up in a tournament-style game against teams that can do something different. Because even in the football playoffs, you're facing, if you're the SEC, you're facing probably another SEC team. Eventually you will. Or you force them to adapt to your style. Yeah. It doesn't happen to the Big Ten in tournament games. No, it doesn't. For whatever reason, we
2: don't. can't put my finger on it. We
3: can't adapt our style to whatever, and we can't set the pace. We can't set the style.
2: Yeah, I feel like that happens all all across the board, though.
3: But other teams adapt. Yeah. Other teams adjust. Other teams... It, and other conferences. There's something about the Big Ten in March. It is not a successful conference. No. It is... Travis, there is no argument you're going to me. Except for Coach Izzo. Big, Big 10, and, and Coach Izzo has the most wins in college basketball history as a double-digit seed. So is that that tells me, Travis, he's doing something different than the rest because <laughs> he's a double-digit seed, which means he's not doing well during the regular season when he's taking on all these other Big 10 schools. But when he gets to March, he can beat other
2: schools. Yeah. He saves it all up. Saves it all up for March. He adapts. <laughs> he changes.
3: He, he goes, you know what? With the conference we're in, Travis, we don't need to win the conference to get a qualifying bid. We just can be 500 in conference play and still make the big dance.
2: Mm-hmm. Just need to get there.
3: You just need to get there. And our style fits well for March. It doesn't fit well for December through April, but that or December through February. But that's okay,
2: because hmm.
3: when March comes around, we know we can win.
2: Yeah, fourth place in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, and you go all the way down to the bottom in the SEC, all the way bo- down to the bottom to find Arkansas at eight and ten. Yeah, they're all the way down here, and look where they are—they're in yeah. the Sweet Sixteen,
3: knocking off Kansas.
2: Yeah team had the best resume in the tournament. Yep. But now,
3: I'll put an asterisk Kansas without their coach. Yeah. I know I know we have no love for Bill Self and I understand that. <laughs> but still, you're playing without your coach.
2: Yeah, I get that.
3: With a quick turnaround?
2: Yeah. I get that, but
3: either way, Big 10, you got to figure out something.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Gotta figure it out. So. All right,
3: you ready to move on to NASCAR?
2: <laughs> All right. All right. Let's so finish it.
3: let's 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 start with Sunday and then we'll go backwards to Saturday.
2: Uh huh.
3: Uh Joey Logano got the win, dominated that race. It was kind of boring until the final like five laps and then it got exciting. Um I still don't know how Joey Logano won that race. I think on the white flag lap he was fifth. He ended up getting the win, just pushing and Shoving and got the win. I did kind of see that. It was like a last. It was a last lap pass.
2: Last lap thing. Yeah,
3: but he led. I think almost 200 laps. Wow. So it's not like he came from nowhere to Mm -hmm. win. He was the. He started on the pole. He was the dominant car of the day. He was the fastest car all day. And in the end, he got the right push at the right time to get the win. So.
2: Yeah, says he's he led 140 laps. Yes,
3: 140. So, um. Well more that's than anyone well else. well more, yeah. Well
2: more than anyone else. I mean, that's almost 100 more. Like, Brad Keselowski finished in second. He, fi- yeah. he had 47 laps slid yeah. yeah. And that's he was the, the second closest. most.
3: Yeah. So, Joey Logano had the best car all day. And it's nice when the best car wins sometimes. Yeah. And this is one where the best car won. Um. We won't mention Pickham. Corley Joy finished fourth. William Byron got in a wreck.
2: He did, yeah. That's All the way down to the bottom here. I
3: felt bad for him because it wasn't his doing. And as soon as it happened, I went, oh, Travis. <laughs> Man, you're the again. kiss of death this year.
2: Again, yeah. I, I won't
3: well. total up the average finish for you. It's
2: <laughs> Yeah, and that's not going well for me. It with hasn't, the average it hasn't finish. been great
3: right now. But, no. again, it's still early. And we're mm-hmm. going to COTA, which is a road course next week. So you never know what's going to happen. Jimmy Johnson's going to be back in the driver's seat. So that'll be interesting to see. Mm, there you go. But uh, let's talk about Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. This race what happened was abysmal to start with. It, it I'm just going to I'm going to read this. Are you ready, Travis? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
3: First of all, there were 12 cautions. Okay? Which yeah. on the surface is like a lot of cautions. That means an exciting race. But our first caution was on lap 3. And it went for four laps, lap three to seven. Our next one was on lap 13. Hmm. So you get what, six, six laps in for another caution. Yeah. And this one was from lap 13 to lap 24. Yes. Nine laps of caution. So wow. A lot of caution. Seems laps. like a lot. Yep. Then our next caution came on lap 28. So two laps, three laps, another caution. Mm-hmm. This one goes to lap 31. Then the next one comes out on lap 33. Mm -hmm. now this is where the josh williams things come in comes in so he was damaged in the lap 31 accident yeah by this point nascar was getting frustrated with all the cautions slowing the race down oh yeah i'm sure so josh williams was in this caution his team put some tape on the car to repair it he went out there got off the caution clock which we've talked about before met minimum speed and a piece of the tape came off, and they had to throw a caution for it. Mm-hmm. At that point, NASCAR, which is in their rule book that they can do, decided to black flag him and park him for the race due to not properly repairing the car. Mm-hmm. And that is a rule at NASCAR's discretion that they can use when they want to, but it is in the rule book. So basically they said. Ninety two car park it, you're done for the day. And the reason why was because they were they they were upset they had to throw a caution for his debris coming out. Because they'd already threw a caution. There'd already been enough cautions.
2: Yeah. And then
3: two laps later there's another caution. So NASCAR was just getting frustrated at these cautions. And they I think wanted to make an example of it him specifically. Low budgeted team, kind of a guy you've never heard of. Yeah, no. So what does he do? From... He says, NASCAR, you want to park me? Okay. So he drove his car to the start finish line and he parked
2: it. <laughs> yep.
3: And he got out.
2: Yep. I see him walking away. Now. And he
3: waved to the crowd and he waved to the officials who were up in the press box. And NASCAR decided they didn't like that too much. So they said, you need to come to the trailer. Travis, they held him in that trailer for two and a half hours after the race. And he did have his phone on him, but he wasn't allowed to talk to people. He did send out some tweets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Denny Hamlin actually posted on one of his tweets and said, I'll pay your fine. Yeah, Whatever it's going to be, I'm going to pay it. Because this guy has such a following now because of this. Right. Because he kind of did what NASCAR fans
2: like. He stuck it to the man. Sure, like, yeah, you, you want to park me? You All wanna right, park well, me? I'll park it right at the finish line and see how you like it there. And also, I when I first heard about this and I saw the video, it kind of reminds me of Kenny Powers uh, a lot with the, the mullet. Oh, yeah, there. And uh, he also was a video of right after he got back to uh pit road, was you know, he said, What are you gonna do? Find me? I can't afford to pay that, yes,
3: because again, he's a small budget team.
2: He So that's kind of why Denny Hamlin also offered to pay the fine because he really can't afford it because he's a he doesn't make that much money as a team. So
3: now I I will be honest, Travis, I was not watching this race. And I saw Josh Williams trending on Twitter. And I went, Why is Josh Williams trending on Twitter? And I saw a headline of a story that says parks at start finish line. I'm like Josh Williams won this race? Like, that's what I thought. Like, you know, he did a donut. He parked it at the start-finish line. I see him walking off, waving. I'm like, this is the upset of the century. Like, this is great. And then I did more research, and I'm like, oh, not necessarily. So, uh, yeah. And then uh, there's also pictures of him making, like, this heart heart into the camera. That was on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just... I, I think that this guy became a folk legend with what he did. Yeah. And he was the talk of everyone there. He's the talk now. He's already saying that he's going to be on, on some podcasts that are prominent podcasts talking about this incident. Um, and uh, some of what he had to say after he came out of the trailer was awesome. Basically saying, I can't really speak about it, but me and NASCAR had a a talking, and uh, you know we'll come back and get him next week. Like a very diplomatic answer. Now, from what we've heard, or or what has been rumored, I should say there were people saying that uh, they were going to threaten to take his hard card and basically say you can't race anymore, and because you showed up, you showed up NASCAR. And there are people saying he's going to be officiated differently because of this. And he put himself in jeopardy of that. But at the same time, I mean, NASCAR was started by a bunch of moonshiners who were running from the law. Like, that is the rebel mentality of NASCAR's foundation. And I love in the 75th anniversary year, this guy is going to say, F you. I'm parking it here. You want me to park it? I'll park it right here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, he
3: basically he basically pulled their trump card. Said, "All right, here, do something." Hmm. Very
2: bold. Right.
3: So, but again, <laughs> I thought it was it, it was a moment that you know, in in twenty five years, when I look back at hundred years of NASCAR, Travis, I think this will make a countdown somewhere because this has never happened before. There has <laughs> never been a driver so defiantly. The last one I can think of is is Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, there was a race where he was told to park it, he was done, and he parked it on Pit Road, just in the middle of Pit Road and got out. But this is more defiant than that.
0: Mm-hmm. This yeah,
3: is on the track, on the track at, at the start-finish <laughs> line, right in front of the fans, right in front of NASCAR, and then walking off through the infield. Right. It's not getting in the ambulance. It's not. No walking, looking back the whole time.
2: Right. is such a NASCAR guy with the mullet. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it.
3: <laughs> I was a big fan.
2: Yeah. He just became a legend. Yep. Hmm. And
3: again, part of me wonders, you know, he talked about it, how, you know, he's a he's on a small team, whatever. I wonder if when it came in and said, all right, park it, you're done for the day. If he went, you know, if I'm in his head, if I park the start finish line, I'm going to get my sponsors a lot of airtime. Maybe. And I'm going to attract more sponsors because they're going to get airtime because I know next week they're probably going to talk about me or at least talk about the car if I'm not in it. Yeah. So part of me wonders if that went through his head as well. Like because he could have easily just gone to the garage and called it a day and packed up and not gotten a fine which he's probably going to get we'll know Wednesday or a point penalty which mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't get but I think a
2: fine for sure oh yeah a fine for sure but uh, with the way that look, this guy looks I don't think that was going through his mind I don't know Travis because
3: I think he's part owner of the team yeah so I know he doesn't look like it I but, don't think that was his intention at all he is uh become become a a cult hero we'll say mm-hmm. man he said he just wanted to voice his opinion
2: <laughs> uh Josh williams yeah
3: accordingly he uh take his car to the garage for extending the caution end quote. In the series rule book, Josh Williams argued with the call on the radio. Then he pulled his car on the front stretch, parked the car on the finish line, exited, and walked. NASCAR ordered Williams, his crew chief, Brian Barry, and team owner Mario Goslin who to immediately report to the NASCAR hauler where they would meet with series officials after the race. After waiting for the remainder of the race to finish, Williams then took part in a nearly 20-minute discussion with series directors. There, when Williams finally emerged from the hauler, he was uh, contrite. Asked if he would do it again, he said, I don't think so. Hopefully, we're not put in that situation again. They still have to make a decision. I'm sure we'll hear something Tuesday. He could also be penalized for walking on a hot track and failing to follow a NASCAR director. (laughs) A hot track. When asked what was going through his mind when he parked the car, he said, quote, We all work really hard, right? We only run X amount of laps, and then you have something like this, a piece of bare bond, duct tape, fall off and put us out of the race. We're a small team. We work really hard. We have to make our sponsors happy, right? It doesn't do you any good sitting in the garage. It is what it is. We'll learn from it and move on. I just said I was a little frustrated, but it's in the rule book. It's up to them on the penalty. It's their sandbox, and we play in it. I enjoy the Xfinity series and respect Wayne, who's the series director, and everybody, and we can just move on and go to the next one. Hmm. He said, I'm a racer. I've been racing since I was four years old. I've been bad before. I've done things wrong. We're all human, right? It's just something I did, and if I have to pay the price for it, it is what it is.
2: It is what it is. So,
3: there you go. I like it. Uh, you have a new fan in me, Mr. Josh Williams. Josh Williams. There you go. So There you go. That's the our... new
2: name, the new face of NASCAR.
3: That's right. Or maybe not. NASCAR probably doesn't want him to probably be the not. face. Probably
2: not. No. They're probably like, nope, don't talk about this dude. <laughs> yeah they don't like all this publicity that's happening today
3: well it's back-to-back weeks you know last week it was denny hamlin going on his podcast and saying i took ross chastain out Mm -hmm. find me (laughs) right and they did by by the way denny has said that he is not gonna appeal that penalty so (laughs) i don't know how you could appeal it when you went on your own podcast and said said that that that's what you did Right. His co-host was like, are you sure that's how it went? He's like, yep, I saw him up there, and I said, you're coming to the back with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> your guy gave you an out. <laughs> nope. Right,
2: nope. You're going to take it.
3: He's like, I'm not going to lie to the fans.
2: <laughs> well. Okay. But he said,
3: go. after that incident, Travis, him and Ross Chastain, they went out to lunch, and uh, – they they got out of the car after it happened, and Ross looked at him and said, I deserved that, didn't I? And he said, yeah, you did. And he's like, are we good? Yep, we're good. And he says, I think we're good now. I think we each respect each other, and we're, we're going to move on from it and put it in the past.
2: So, good.
3: hey, sometimes that's all you need. You finally got your payback. Now we're all square. Let's move on from hey, here. Hey,
2: there we go. We're
3: all good now. <laughs> he also said, if you remember the Gateway incident with him and Ross said mm-hmm. Ross invited him out to brunch the very next day. So they went and had brunch together afterwards. So it's the heat of the moment. It's the heat of competition. You do something, you don't, you know. Afterwards, you, you want to, you know. Right. And in fact, Denny said that he wants Ross to be on his podcast. So if that comes out, I'll make sure to review it for everyone.
2: Oh, yes. Definitely. All right, that's Not it. sure that would be a must listen, bud. Yes. I don't know if it's a uh, must-listen now that I know that maybe everything's all good. It would be better good. if they kind of had well, a little pitch then he pitch said that he was still.
3: okay with him after they had brunch after St. Louis because he's like, I heard his story. I figured out why he races the way he does. And while I may not agree with it, I understand it. And I understand his background. And I'd like for him to come in so that we can chat about his background on our show. It's like, hmm. all right, find someone new to feud with, Danny You're much better... When you are ruffling people's feathers.
2: Angry Denny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested, I'd be more interested to see where they had brunch at.
3: In St. Louis?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know a couple of places and one place I can think of that like I'm not surprised that they mint fences. Yeah. And stuff is good. Yeah.
3: I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
2: Uh, now I'm going to be hungry, and now I'm going to be thinking about that all day now. Ah. So, brunch. You're welcome. In St. Louis, thank you. Are you a thank brunch you. guy? Uh, on occasion. On occasion. But, yeah, there's a couple of spots in St. Louis that I would totally do brunch at yeah. all the time.
3: Yeah. I'm not really a big brunch fan.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not really a too big of a thing around here, but... Yeah. It's like I like bigger cities. Out,
3: I have the very, very unpopular opinion. I found this out from my wife that chicken and waffles are not good.
2: Mm. And See, I, I haven't really had enough to make a to make a good I just, opinion. I, Travis, I'll say this. Is I've, an never, odd. I've
3: never had it. Yeah. I just don't get the appeal.
2: Yeah. And
3: I'm a guy who, who it's eats- It's
2: an odd combination for I'm sure. I'm a guy
3: who, when Burger King first came out with burgers for breakfast, like, that was made for me. Like, I'd go at 7 o'clock in the morning and get a Whopper every day. Like- I'm a non traditional breakfast food type of person. So you'd think chicken, fried chicken would be right up my alley, but I yeah. just I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyways, we've ventured off here. Chicken and waffles. Let's get out of here. Yeah, even more
2: so around lunchtime. I'm getting That's hungry. Right. So I'll have to try to see if I can fix that. All right. So we'll, we'll get out of here and we'll be back for you tomorrow. So thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, Until tomorrow, peace out.